taken there by Barry John. Barry John, can he make it? Oh, what a try. Next on MLR Weekly, CEO and General Manager of the Chicago Hounds, James English, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and & Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us once again. Your, your patronage is much appreciated, and we think you'll find it worthwhile because we have a great show, including CEO and General Manager of Chicago's Hounds, James English. We have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and he's got a lot to say. But before we get to any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick out of the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., because it's America. John, welcome. How are you? What do you got? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I just got a haircut. Looks like you got one, too. So we are looking spiffy. I cut hair number one and hair number two. Next. Man, you probably saw the news, but Anthem Rugby Carolina, or Anthem for short, we finally got around to releasing their roster and their head coach, head coach Alama Iremia, who's currently the USA Eagles attack coach. He's going to be overseeing the squad. And if you took a look at that roster, it's a young one. Definitely a lot of young developing American talent. There are two capped Eagles, one in 15s. That would be Jake Turnbull and then one in sevens. That would be former American Raptors product crossover guy. David Still, Matt McCarthy, you've seen the roster. Give us the skinny. How are they going to perform this year? Well, you know what? They're going to, you know, blood and guts, old glory. They're going to have the spirit of 76 with them. I think, uh, you know, we're going to uh, go out there and tackle and, and chase and kick and and punch back when they're punched. I think they're going to do okay. How about that? Enough cliches? Next! Well, Matt, how are the anthem going to look on the field? And what I mean by that is they also released their jerseys. Little hints and colors of the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is kind of more Virginia, but you know, I won't quibble with that too much. What do you think of the jerseys? North Carolina, Charlotte specifically. Look at the Panthers, look at the Tar Heels, they're all in that color blue. You don't know anything about sports, do you? I don't know a thing. I clearly don't know a thing. But I think it's it's nice to note, and I thought this was interesting, the three stripes in the A and Anthem, they symbolize the collaboration between Major League Rugby, USA Rugby, and world rugby. I thought it was a guitar, but actually it's just three stripes. It also looks like the span of a bridge, but who, were they smoking a lot of weed when they came up with that? Are we supposed to know that? Is that a new thing or is that subliminal? Is subliminal? Wait, how do you know that? What? Three strings? Oh. What? Well, which logo is better? The Anthem logo or your head as the RFCLA logo? <laughs> It's an acorn, okay? It's an acorn. But um, let me just point out, I like these jerseys. I like these kits. And, it, and I especially like the two James Bond women sitting on the top right of the jersey back-to-back. -back. Nice. Yeah, you clearly, you clearly know sports. Moving on, Matt. 
And an interesting thing here, I, I was wondering if you saw this, but some rumors around there, potentially Super Rugby wanting to put a franchise in the United States of America. What do you make of all of that? Next. Matt, that is all I got. I've got to say, coming up on some preseason games here in MLR, we're going to see some teams trot out some players, get some game action in. All right, on that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Mornings Coffee Break. We're going to bring in Mr. James English, the general manager and CEO of the Chicago Hounds after this. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we are back, and we are back with the CEO slash general manager of the Chicago Hounds, Mr. James English. James, welcome to MLR Weekly. Matt, how are you? Good to be back. Good to see you, sir. Uh, you know, full disclosure, James, we have known each other for a while for the fans at home. And it began with your days coaching my beloved New York rugby club, not to be confused with rugby New York, right? And then... That's correct. I've been, uh, I've been trying to shake you off for many years, Matt, but it's not <laughs> worked very well. Well, you know what? You coached the women to a national championship for the New York rugby club, so I'm forever grateful to you. And it seems like it was decades ago when, you know, you were you were in the cauldron that is now spilled over. Uh, that was Rugby New York or Rugby United New York, a.k.a. Rooney. And yeah, it, a, it, it seems like that decades. Was, that was a tough one as well. It's tough to see. Uh, we all put a lot of people put a huge amount of work over the years into into building that. And um, for the players and for the staff there currently and for the staff that have been there in the past, it's, uh, you know, it's very sad to see. And let's hope that at some point we can try and get something in New York back again, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm, uh, I'm tired of peanut butter sandwiches now because it's <laughs> like everybody else here. You know, there was a, an aspect of the gig that, that that went away. But let's get back to you, sir. Not only did you survive those days in new york but now you're thriving in the windy city how do you describe this whirlwind uh, in the windy city from the big apple look the weather's very similar and i think chicago's a little bit like a small new york um but the people love their sports here and uh, they're, they're, they're full of energy um it's, it's pretty infectious uh, and look i think that we survived year one here to be honest though it was a bit of a similar whirlwind a different circumstance to new york but uh, we're here now and we've got through year one and we've laid the foundations and we're, we're pretty excited about what we've been doing in this whole season as we look forward to uh, season two. All right, so let me ask you this question. What does James English 2024 say to James English 2023 at the same time last year? Oh, that's a great question. Look, I, I don't think we learned, a, like we learned a huge amount. We got a lot wrong. Um, I don't know if I would, um, I think you've got to get things wrong to get it right. So I, I'm not going to, beat myself up around where we were last year. I think that we didn't realize the, like MLR gets better every year. And I think we were in a situation where we were naive enough to think that um, 
you know, picking up players from a couple of defunct teams was going to be enough to build a team. But, you know, what you realise when you're in this game is that you can't just create teams. You do have to build teams and building takes time. Um, for us, we were a, a team that was thrown together really quickly and we had some great players and the players that did play for us did a phenomenal job and we were really competitive for most of the year and had some fantastic games. But we're not, we are not, and the city of Chicago isn't just happy to just to compete. They want to win championships, and we put a bit of work in this year to to identify like who we are as an organization, what we want to be known for, what we're about, and then kind of look to develop a, a style of rugby around that. And we've gone out and we've recruited players that that fit that style and those profiles. So I think you'll see much more of an aligned vision from the top down from a business point of view, which will then hopefully reflect on how we play on the field. And um, and uh, look, I, we're really excited about, about the squad we put together this year. It's, it's a really strong squad. We, we've put more resources into the coaching as well. And we've tried to identify areas that we were weak and uh, we've just got stronger. And I think that the MLR isn't probably ready for what, we, what we're going to unleash on them this year. Um, but at the same time, culturally, these guys have shown that they can come in and perform at the highest level. Uh, and if you look at, you know, look at Mark O'Keefe, who, who I brought into the league at New York and he's in our very first year. And, and now this is a guy who's US eligible and, and will be competing for a USA spot this year. Uh, all the way through to the likes of Dave Carney and Nick McCarthy now coming over from Leinster. Like the, the stuff that we learn and the impact on the players. All those guys. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, guy, the impact and the, the stuff that our players can learn from, from guys like that is phenomenal. And look, they're just... Like they're great guys and they're, they've come in with great energy and it's um, it's contagious and uh, it's definitely rubbed off on some of the other lads. So, yes, I would agree with you on that. But I do think if you look at our roster, you'll see a, a pretty uh, big, heavy commitment to, to US and domestic talent. And that's, I think, a big part of what we want to be about. And um, you'll, you'll see a lot of those guys this year. Well, for a city that dies, it's River Green on St. Patrick's Day. You got the right logo. You got a bunch of the right funny talkers, just enough to get the fans interested in all that, too. And with you sitting in front of that logo, you look like the Irish Messiah. You like, <laughs> you look a little bit like it Jesus with true. a little globe. A, a guy with a London accent, it doesn't go down quite so well, I guess. But, yeah, and look, we, we've looked outside of that this year as well. You, you're going to see two Uruguayans coming from the World Cup in the front row. Um, there's a couple of South Africans in there that we've brought in as well. So there's, there's definitely a, um, a nice kind of cultural split in the group. But I think you'll definitely see a, a bit of an Irish twang to it. I want you to take me back to the collapse of New York and the aftermath and how getting the butcher, Dylan Fawcett, out there. How did that transpire? Look, when, when Dylan came back on the market, he's, he's someone that I've always said that I'd love to reconnect with from a rugby point of view. He's a pleasure to work with and he's, his energy is truly infectious. Um, he talked to me a little bit about how when he's in a group, he loves to be an energy giver and it really sums him up. Like He's not the sort of guy who comes into a group and the first thing he says in the morning is complain about how cold it is outside or how his coffee was too expensive. He comes in and, and the first two or three things he says is positive and he shakes his hands and he kisses babies and um, and he really gets people going and people love to be around him. Um, so not not to just pick on him in particular, but just an example uh, when he was, you know, as soon as he was available, it was my first phone call. And luckily he's a guy who's kind of likes to work with people he trusts as well. And, and having worked together in the past, he, uh, he he committed to come and join us here and around our vision in Chicago, he really bought into it. And I know he's he's gone, in true Dylan Fawcett style, bought straight into it, head, you know, head and feet, 
um, moved his, you know, his wife and his, his children, his baby family are here now as well, arrived this week and um, they're really enjoying Chicago so far. You know, Dylan aside, we've got, you know, the likes of Nate in coming in from San Diego and um, and some other big characters like uh, Lucas Rumble, who's a Canadian international and captain, who have all been there and done it and understand what it takes to be successful. So uh, huge characters, huge pickups for us, but um, we know that that's only half the job is bringing these guys in. You've still got to, you've still got to put a process in place and, and set them up to be successful. So hopefully we can do that. I'm just wondering, you, there's only one rugby ball on, on the pitch at a time and you've got all these, these, these playmakers. I mean, you've got, you've got three starting scrum halves and you're going to put, you know, Nate's going to play on the wing, I would imagine, but you've got all this quality just at the number nine position. How do you juggle this? I mean, Sam, Sam's got, this is a tough job for Sam. It is, but what a great, what a great difficult position to be in. I think that what we've seen in the MLR is and the struggle that we had last year coming in so quickly was we couldn't build a squad with any depth. We probably had a good 15, 16, 17 players and then we started to really uh, drop off a little bit and um, I think in the MLR the teams that have shown continued success the New Englands the San Diego's have shown really good consistency around the depth of their squads you know you've got to have two or three guys who can compete and play at the top level to push each other and the, so no one feels comfortable at any well, point I'm looking at your I'm looking at your roster and I see four quality scrum hats Right. I mean, yeah. And, and what we've got there is guys that like Michael Basco, who is the captain nine, but is also uh, could play and has played MLR at wing and started as a 15. And that versatility means that we are, and being, you know, domestic uh, means that, uh, you know, it, it creates a lot of opportunity for us in other positions on the field as well. So, look, we've tried to be very calculated in how we do this. And the biggest thing it comes down to, Matt, is just like trying to sign people with the right attitude who want to be here, who want to be a part of what we're doing. Um, like selling that vision and mission and having them buy into it is the hard part. And um, but uh, but like it's been shown that the best squad don't win this league, and there's a lot more that goes into it. And hopefully, but you're right, Sam. It's a tough one for Sam. Wow, is that a slide of New? Dude, was that a slide of New England? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> you just wait a minute. You just said it's been proven that the best team doesn't win the championship. <laughs> I, I, no, think I think you just. You I think New England have done a great job, um, as as have many other teams, and, and Tom Ginley there and uh, and Alex Magleby have done a, a phenomenal job of what they're doing. But um, look, I, I'm I'm fed up of like last year with us not winning, and we want to go out there and look, everyone loves a everyone loves a winning team in Chicago in particular. Chicago is a tough sports market. It's uh, it's not had a winning team in a while, and we think there's an opportunity there that if we can really start getting people excited about rugby and build some momentum, then people are going to jump on the bandwagon. But I mean, the big thing is, like you said, Sam, it's tough for Sam, but the pressure's going to be on him now. Like, he knows that he's got a good squad. He's got a great facility. He's got some great staff. I back Sam 110% all the time. He's a great coach and a great person, and I have no doubt that he's going to he's gonna put um, a, a team on the field that's going to be excited to get out there, play uh, an interesting brand of rugby, and also um, win some games. Heavy the crown. Heavy the crown of expectations in this case. Forget what everybody else is saying. What are your expectations for the Hounds 2024? You're only as good as your last season, right, Matt? So that in some ways, that there isn't a ton of expectation on us. Um, if we can win more than three games, we've done a better job than we did last year. But no excuses here. We are setting ourselves out for, for something bigger than that. Um, I'd love us to uh, challenge for an MLR championship this year and, and win an MLR championship. But essentially, my job comes down to uh, hopefully if this team exists in three or five years or 10 years' time and we're in a better position than we are now, then I've done a really good job here. So it's a balance of the two. 
as a team in New York, you can you can go out and win a championship, and it doesn't mean that you're going to have success as a rugby organization. Um, so yes, we want to win an MLR, but I want to show that rugby is sustainable and that it can work as a business. And and Chicago is is, is a great market for that. All right, I got one uh, uh, thing that I'm really reaching for here. You let a kid, or you traded a kid named Juan Penn from St. Bonaventure <laughs> yeah, 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 to did. the anthem, right? Did, and I know with your Irish background that you know Juan means Sean. So you basically traded Sean Penn, which we could have used as a marketing bonanza for clicks. That's true. But look, Matt, you're a talented guy like you. There's no doubt you're going to find some other uh, marketing clicks in our squad that you can use throughout the year anyway. All right. <laughs> so, okay. Final question for you. If the, if the Chicago Hounds don't win the Shield, who will? It's a great question. Uh, I think that... It could be any one of, of three or four teams this year. And again, I think you're only as strong as the year before. I think some of the squads this year have all got better. I think it's going to be the most competitive MLR that we've seen and probably the best quality MLR rugby-wise that we've seen as well. And that's, from a league perspective, that's all we want. Uh, look, I think Chicago, Chicago, it'd be great to see us bring a, a trophy home this year. Um, and if not, I don't think I'd be particularly happy seeing anyone else, but you know, you deal with it. Mr. James English. CEO and General Manager of Chicago Hounds. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Matt. Great to have you. Very appreciate you having us on. All right. We'll be right back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Once again, Brian, welcome to MLR Weekly. It's uh, fantastic to be here and to be in sunny San Diego and not actually buried in a pile of snow in the east of Canada. So you're at the O-Snap Dragon Stadium and you're wearing your Rugby New York Ironworkers ball cap. Confusing indeed, I understand, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to remember those those teams that have left us are dearly departed and as we inch closer to this regular season without those teams i continue to get sad and hope that they'll magically just reappear well you're you're an oxymoron because you're an insensitive canadian in that the new york fans will all remember joe peterson making that ridiculous kick from the sideline and new york being handed a loss in a playoff match that would have sent them to the final in san diego you know, I was hoping to get that rematch in the, the postseason this year. A little San Diego, New York action would have been fantastic there. But alas, here we are. Like, is that that's a slight of your New England Free Jacks? 
I, they could have been in the other semifinal. All right. Okay. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the anthem? I know you got uh, some coaching stuff that you want to bring up. What do you want to go with first? Yeah, well, uh, sure. We can talk about anthem. That's probably the hardest topic of last week, or at least it should have been really after all the, uh, you know, the waiting, not really a lot of waiting, to be honest, since they announced the team only a couple of weeks, but some people were getting antsy waiting for that roster. Have you cooled down enough after that uh, excitement that you had? Your your temperature boiling over, your your the mercury rising in your head after that transaction between San Diego and the Anthem. Are you you okay now? I'm kind of uh, relieved to see that it appears that nobody else has uh, you know pilfered themselves an extra uh, foreign player slot for their their 23. Although it is convenient that it's San Diego of all people who have managed to get one from them. I don't know how that worked out, but. Uh, you know, conspiracy theorists uh, run wild with that one. Well, it wasn't lost because I, I had different people tell me that they watched the show and they said, that I hadn't thought about it that way. But yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right. So kudos, my friend. You 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 have to show the people the the, the way sometimes. Uh, you know, it's it, it, I don't I don't begrudge other people being frustrated and angry with 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 things that go on around Major League Rugby. I just want them to have a point and not just scream out they don't like something and keep moving the goalposts constantly, which is what a lot of people tend to do. And they did that a lot with this Anthem team, and, and they're still doing it, some of them, after seeing the roster. But i got to be honest, I look at the roster, and I, I'm okay with it. I, I don't think they're going to be 100 nothing blowouts by any stretch of the imagination. There's some solid players uh, in this roster. You know, uh, we kind of speculated it'd be five, six or at least that was kind of what we were informed, half a dozen maybe uh, non-U.S. eligible guys. So I thought around six. Turns out it's uh, it's eight technically, but kind of seven plus Rivers. Rivers is going to qualify later this year, so he's kind of a, an exception, I guess you would say. Um, you know, seven guys to kind of keep them uh, afloat or c- competitive in the first year who aren't U.S. eligible. Eh, that's not bad. I just hope that we see lots of opportunities for these young American guys, and really that's – what this all about is, uh, you know, giving these guys a chance to to show what they can do. Does James Rivers become eligible during the season or after the season? No, it'll be this fall. So it'll be right. He, he arrived just before that uh, university fall of what it was that 2019. So it'll be this fall. So September around there, he'll be officially USL. He's already been training uh, in the fall with the U.S. development side. So he's very much on their radar. It's just a matter of, of fulfilling those uh, residency requirements. Okay. All right. And then he goes back to San Diego next year, which just wanted to see if I could get you angry again. Oh, I like that. I don't, I, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, I think more teams should, if you look at this roster, well, stay with the anthem. I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, a tra- it's not a, it's not a trade. It's a loan. It, it, I, I'd like to see other teams do the same thing. You know, these guys, the younger guys who aren't necessarily going to get on their team. There's a few guys around the league right now. I'm looking at rosters I'm at San Diego. Speaking of them, they've got four guys at loose head prop, all of them outstanding, you know, Peyton Talia Ilalio coming in, you know, a really promising guy. How much game time is he going to get? Might it have been a better idea to send him up? I mean, obviously they want to keep the guys good, but they've got DJ Sears Duro. They've got Nate Sylvia. They've got OT Pifaletti. I mean, you can't play all of them at once, right? So share the love a little bit and get these guys some game time. For me, especially looking at the real younger guys on the rosters and a couple uh, teenagers on there, uh, Tevita Kutu, this young flag is 18 years old. I think coming out of uh, Utah, played uh, you know high school football uh, at a pretty good level. Uh, he was certainly he was getting looked at for for college football. So you know, there's a guy you want those guys. Logan Widener, who sadly seems to 
have been lost to Canadian rugby. He's, uh, you know, 21 years old, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, a guy who can play lock, back row. You know, it, it, these guys get more time. Dylan Fortune, uh, 19 years old, he'll be turning 20 this coming year. Out of Lindenwood, a number eight, played with the U-20s as USA last year. You know, we, we need to see more of these guys, the 19, 20, 21-year-olds getting time in MLR. So it's great to see them in the roster. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing Anthem. And, uh, yeah, that, that coaching uh, thing that, that kind of went over my head last week is quite interesting over in Seattle. And you're talking about Chris Latham, the all-world fullback who coached at Utah, correct? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the world's, one of the great fullbacks in the professional era of any team. If you ask anybody, I mean, uh, Australia was blessed to have two of them at once, Matt Burke and Chris Latham, but Latham was a superb player. Yeah. And he, he came over, he kind of had kind of a short-lived tenor in Utah, but uh, he, he did all right. Well, he was there. Well, he's just all of a sudden showed up magically in Seattle. I just happened to be looking at their social media feed and saw him in training running some drills. Wait a minute, what's going on here? And looked at, you know, some of their their social media feeds and saw this little video of him saying, hey, here I am in, you know, Seattle, going to be the assistant coach and all this. And I'm like, why didn't they make a bigger deal of this? It wasn't even on all their social media channels. There's no article on their website this is an incredibly accomplished player who's got tremendous experience and, you know, is certain to be a great coach. I don't know why you wouldn't want to, you know, advertise that, not just for, for the league, for the club. I mean, this isn't some nobody. I, so it, it, it kind of baffles me. That was kind of my, my, my point in posting the thing that I did on, on Twitter is that there was no mention at all on Twitter. It couldn't even Google Latham and Seawolves and it didn't show up anything. And, uh, you know, are on Twitter. Brian, 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 Brian. Twitter no longer exists. Uh, right. X. Uh, okay. You're in the sunshine of San Diego for crying out loud. Unwind. Let it go. Let Relax. Maybe go for next a, week. Go for a swim. Maybe I'll uh, calm down in time to, to travel down to glorious San Diego to watch that. Uh, I mean, what game do you go to see? Do you go see the Eagles versus Fiji? Or do you go to the final in, <laughs> two weeks later in San Diego? How do you choose? You go for you take your two week vacation and you go to San Diego and you know problem solved. Well, I didn't even think of that, but uh, and you can skip up to LA, <laughs> skip up to LA in the middle week. You're planning my road trip already. I asked James English if the Chicago Hounds don't win the Shield, who will win the Shield? I want to ask you that question, Brian. Right now, who's your Shield winner? That's the same question you asked the last time you asked me. Well, that, this stuff that's changed. You're right. You're right. Things have changed. Ah, boy, I, I it's kind of hard not to look at uh, San Diego now. I mean, now they've got Matt Gitto, who's uh, you know come in, and now they've got that extra foreign player spot in their 23. Uh, they just have ridiculous depth uh, on that team. Um, a lot going for them. Uh, I, I, I gotta, I got, I'd pick San Diego if if I had to today, but uh, I'm not counting out those free jacks. You free jacks, San Diego, repeat in the final. So you you're not counting out the no names, the no named New England free jacks. All right. Not them. Defending champion New England free jacks. Let's show them some respect there, Mr. McCarthy. Uh, hey, I'm the one that's pointing out that you're slack slagging them. <laughs> James English did the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. All right. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. 
Mr. James English, the CEO and general manager of the Chicago Hounds, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Check out our newsletter, and please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.